What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Raptors 2K Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Uber Eats. I am EE, aka Phil. This is my boy Shane. We are here for episode number 12. We are in the double digits. We are really piling and stacking these together. But it's been a couple weeks since we last talked, Shane, compared to the kind of compiled ones we had back to back a few weeks ago. So how have you been, my friend? I've been good, man. I've been good. Yeah, the Raptors season ended, uh, so tuned in for that. Hoped for a bit of a different outcome, but got to see the guys before they left. I think we may have talked after the last time I went out with them, but uh, you know they're all yeah. back now, uh, back home for the off season. But it's been great. Kenny and Saint have been uh, streaming on the Raptors Twitch channel, and I know that the team is keeping up with some awesome content that's been pumping out. So. Uh, that's cool. And then, yeah, looking forward to, you know, in my advisory role, getting involved in uh, the decisions that have to be made come October, where we've got to decide, you know, who we're bringing back next season, who we're using our, our player retentions for, and, you know, whether we're going to use a protection. Uh, and I guess the last thing is just, you know, Sam fans are making some awesome uh, tutorial tips and tricks type content on, on both YouTube and TikTok. What about you? Um, you know, for me, I've been just doing, you know, doing uh, my hosting and commentating for events, you know, within the esports space. TwitchCon's in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to slide up there since it's not too far away, meet a couple people and just have a good time. So all things are yeah, good see uh, there. on my end. Yeah, you pu- you're pulling up? I, I think so. Yeah, we're talking to our uh, our agent for AMP uh, about heading out there just to you know, chat with some brands and stuff like that. We got a couple it, cool man. things we're working on for AMP, so it's a good spot to go to do a little networking, you know, have some of those conversations. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man! Like last time I went to TwitchCon, it was—it I felt like it was—it wasn't a waste of time, right? It was very good. Um, so I think yeah, just because yeah. of like the brand you're attached to, that's a huge, huge networking op- opportunity for you guys. So yes, love to hear that for you. Um, I, I did want to touch on something you mentioned uh, earlier in uh, in the opening. You said that you have to decide on retaining players and stuff like that. You guys have like an idea who you're bringing back? Well, again, I mean, I'm an advisor, right? So Spoilers. I would say, yeah, well, one, it's not my my leak to, to leak. And, uh, you know, that would be uh, ill-advised anyway. But two, you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm just there to kind of provide input. You know, it's going to be gotcha. Kev and uh, and Bryce and, and Sumit who make those decisions for the, for the group. But, you know, it's tough because we have tons of talent. You know, I think like on mm-hmm. paper, you look at our team this year coming into the season, we all expected us to do, you know, better than we did. And uh, yet we didn't. So it's like, what do you do, right? You have talent, but it didn't work. You know, is it just missing one or two pieces? Does it need to be blown up? Like, those are obviously the tough conversations that have to happen. And I would say, like, you know, from my experience, having done this for them for, you know, a few years there, four or five years there, um, you know, we we explore all opportunities. Like, there's nothing that we reserve. Everything goes on the table. Like, what if we did this? What if we did that? And we kind of just run through a thought experiment of every possible option that we have on the table. Is there any salt? at all do you think amongst the players or organizations that dimes left and went and won a title not only did he win a title he finals mvp <laughs> so Pretty yeah, yeah look <clears throat> we should acknowledge that that is a good elephant in the room to acknowledge i mean i texted him right when i found out that uh, he had won i wasn't watching the finals unfortunately i watched a couple of rounds prior to that but uh, was unavailable anyway texted him super happy for him i mean man dimes is you know he's been here he's he's dealt with a lot too. You know, you come in, you're hyped up, you're the number one overall pick in the first ever draft. And like, there was just so much attention on the 2K league that first year, getting so much media exposure, you know, all these pressure and expectations. And then like very famously, he and uh, Dave Fry split up and the Mavs went with him, you know, after season one and, and Dave Fry went off to the Wizards and had a terrible season. And, you know, um, 
and then when uh, and you know became arguably you know the best player in the league, top player in the league for sure, if not him, maybe his his point guard JBM. But you know now multi-time champion and two-time champion, and um, you know doing it now without uh, JBM as well. Obviously they didn't win a championship, but had a, just a ton of success this year for a team that like honestly when we were looking at our depth charts, like we were thinking like try to do some deals, get some of their picks if we had to, because um, you know we had multiple options to get guards and they were kind of drafting so late and we figured their picks are going to be worth a lot next year because they're just not going to be able to compete without a top guard and they did you know they smoked us for sure so but to tie that back to dimes you know all kinds of pressure and you know obviously when you know we traded for him i think you know uh People were like, oh, is this kind of his last chance? And uh, I, I certainly wondered if that was the case. And, you know, when we decided to, you know, trade him out and, and again, uh, you know, just kind of playing like a, you know, arm's length, you know, role in that as an advisor, ultimately it's the you know core team management's decision to make. But um, when we did that, I thought, man, you know, if, if, you know, this might be it, you know, after the Bucks season, yeah. right? Because the Bucks weren't looking that good at that point either. And uh, for Jay, them to we- come back, man... Yeah, change, go ahead. Change. Can we pause for a second? Pick up. I smell something, and I don't know if there's an oven on or something on the pot. Just give me a second. Yeah, <laughs> do your thing. Make, we've had make sure that was getting burned down. Just give me one second. I'm so sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. All good. So, yeah, no fire, dude, Phil. Everything's good. No fire. No fire. No fire. No fire. Oven right. was on, but nothing was burning. That's fine. Okay, well, good. Anyway, I was going on, so I'll, I'll try to wrap that, that thought up. Anyway, point being, Dimes has undoubtedly resolidified himself as being a top player in this league, you know, after what he did Definitely. and, you know, got himself, you know, extended the runway for sure on his career. And uh, I love to see it. You know, I know 2K, he identifies so much with 2K. It's such a big part of who he, and, and what he is, and he wants it so damn bad. So really, really happy to see that happen for him. And and listen, like, I, you know, I mean, certainly I was surprised. That was like a Cinderella run. It was you know, definitely totally unexpected that the Bucks would, you know, turn that around and, and win the championship the way that they did. Like maybe the greatest, I think I heard Harris say on the broadcast, like the greatest, you know, storyline in 2K history. Mm. Um, th- it's kind of like that Cinderella story that like I always felt at times a Raptors uprising could have been like season one for sure when we went from bottom of the league to fourth heading into the playoffs, but uh, never were able to pull it off. And they were, and I can only imagine how amazing that would feel because I remember how much I wanted it back in the day. Um and yeah, like goes goes to show you again, like coming into the season on paper, man, I was just so confident. And we, you know, we really worked with Dimes in the offseason to kind of, you know, talk to him about becoming a center, right? And look at how it worked out for him on the Bucks. So um, it's really awesome, you know, development for him and, uh, you know, very humble and proud um, of him. And, you know, uh, I think no ill will, certainly from this side, you know, at the end of the day, when oh, yeah. you're putting a 2K team together, it's just like, it's a puzzle. Is it going to fit or is it not going to fit? You know, management didn't have any you know major issues. It was just, you know, we couldn't get the chemistry right outside of the game. Right. And so we had to make a change. Well, I'll tell you what, man, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I, I love the fact you guys are still like homies about it, like nothing but professional. That's, that's, I think the mark of just a great uh, organization. So nothing but respect for you, of course, in the Raptors crew. Um, you mentioned, you know, having to change things up a little bit. I, I think we're changing up a little bit for this podcast because our guest, a little bit different, not right, really in the 2K space, right? More of an NHL guy, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he is standing by our friend. No Sleeves is in the building. If we want to bring him in to the three box, that would be sick. Hey, guys. Kill cam, kill kill cam, cam. What's up, Cam? Good to see you, buddy. There you go. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me on. And yeah, definitely more of an NHL guy, but uh, I'm getting my feet wet in the in the 2K League space. And uh, no, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Cam, one sec. I think Phil said this is episode 12. I got to tell you, every episode, 
every episode I've given Phil his flowers because he is the consummate professional who just keeps the trains on time, makes sure we hit the sponsor reads. He <laughs> never misses. 12 episodes he has not missed once. And today we're going to cut him some slack because he thought his apartment might have been burning down. He was frustrated <laughs> with his roommates. He came running into the room all flustered and he just threw to you. But we do have to acknowledge the great people and service over at Uber Eats because they're the ones who make this podcast possible. And I say this every time, but it is my favorite delivery app. Even when I go to certain cities and they're like, nah, this is really, you know, this brand, you know, that operate, you know, that kind of dominates this market. I'm like, no, I'm a loyal Uber Eats user because I just find the service so right. good. And so we have to place our Uber Eats orders before we get yes. into the interview, Cam. Let's go. And listen, Cam, normally it's just the hosts. But yep. today we're going to extend the offer to you as our guest who is now part of the order because it would just be rude to order in front of you. So pull out your phone and uh, right. we'll make sure we we make sure we hit you back with the reimbursement. Let us know what you're ordering for lunch. All right. It is always what are we getting from Uber. I'm a big Uber Eats guy. I'm a big Uber Eats guy. Yeah, so. Uber Eats is crisp and it's probably better. Than, you know, I wish my roommates would take some notes on that because it's probably safer than them <laughs> attempting to cook and leave the oven on and cause me some 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 uh dismay so i apologize for that but we're all good over here i placed my order good. for some sushi rolls actually oh phil go. is always on that sushi it's either yeah, it's uh, what, what sushi are the bowls guy. called what are the mm -hmm. bowls called again oh uh, poke poke yeah yeah he's always doing poke or sushi rolls or whatnot yeah i'm a big sushi guy too but i will say there is one sushi restaurant that you can only eat at that is north of here that is so good that i always save my sushi meals for going up there and eating in the restaurant because it's kind of like an old school restaurant so they're not on you know with the technology yet but i also just moved as i mentioned and so there's a whole bunch of new options in my vicinity i think i might get a veal sandwich oh that sounds crisp Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, chicken uh, chicken and salad from Swiss Chalet. I think that might be it. Mm. I had Swiss Chalet when I landed from a flight the other night. I love a good Swiss Chalet order. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. And Phil, uh, as I was telling yeah. you in the uh, opening, uh, I did just move. A lot of my stuff is in boxes, and so this is where I have to have a little bit of like a you know a oh. pre mea culpa. So as Phil and all of our regular listeners, you know, whoever's out there would know, uh, Phil every week loses the race. I always get my delivery first. Yeah. I'm here yeah. to tell you folks, show business is all smoke and mirrors. I'm about to open up the curtain and let you know it's not that the food teleports into my room, into that bag and wins every <laughs> single time. It's that I'm the one who have the branded bags. And so I make the doorbell sound. Actually, there isn't even a doorbell sound. We do it in post. And then I just kind of shake the bag in front of you. <laughs> no, we are actually ordering Uber. Uber Eats. We are actually ordering Uber Eats. Uh, I love it, but uh, the bag is all for show. It's just branding. <laughs> and today, unfortunately, I do not have the bag. And so there will be no winning of the delivery. And so Phil, maybe we'll let you call it today. I know you have somewhere to be as well. So you tell us when you hear your doorbell ring and we'll add that in it post. It would be nice to finally win one. And I'll tell you what, if we have to curate it and make it so in that fashion, I will absolutely take it. So what happens if I win? What if yeah. I win? Cam's just going to call the interview at some show. point. That's it. That's it. Sorry, boys. <laughs> Cam's just going to call another, it. All right, boys, another, that's the show. Did you hear my doorbell? Show. Let's wrap this up here. <laughs> Well, listen, I'll break the ice. So Cam and I go way back now, it feels like. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we've talked about a couple times on the show, you know, when I was working full time at MLSC, it wasn't just Raptors Uprising, but we also had a cool program with the Maple Leafs called Leafs Gaming League. And that really went through like a lot of evolutions, very different than the 2K League, whereas like the 2K League is all run by the NBA and we're one of the franchises. Yeah. And, you know, we have a lot to do within our market. Uh, the NHL stuff is kind of like do what you want within your own market. And so we basically ran our own tournament system, ran our own league. Cam has been involved in a lot of the NHL team programs uh and we met back in the beginning i mean i really didn't know you know what trajectory he was on he was just like one of the players who came to uh the land events he had this whole shtick his name's no sleeves gaming so he would be sleeveless at all the lands and you know what ended up happening was we interviewed him for some content <sighs> and he was like by far the best interview so i really wanted to use him in the edit we interviewed like you know all the players who were there and he was the best and i sent it to the leaf social they're like dude we can't show the sleeveless guy like come on you know we this guy's got to put some sleeves on if we're going to use him in the content I get, so i told him like the next the next land make sure you wear a shirt <laughs> dude i got it's wow. so funny man because i never thought i would you know get to the spot where i where i was even as a full-time creator so like back when i started i did not anticipate if i could go and do it again like i would not have this as my gimmick but i have yeah we've me and shane have had a few times like the least gaming league where we've been you know connected at that point but there has been some like one some of the the bigger monumental things that i do now as like in my career have all been pretty influenced for me like i'm not gonna lie like full suit when i go to events like all that kind of stuff and that's <laughs> mostly influenced because that the least gaming league was like one of the first events like when when the nhl started doing like esports things and I still remember that because I remember being like, man, I got to get on camera. I just got to beat all these events. And you were like, yeah. yeah, we can't use you when you do that. I'm like, all right, well, that's enough of that. Like, I don't care about my gimmick. I don't care that at all. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely have influenced me there on that aspect. Yeah, full suit now if I go to an event that I'm casting. So uh, definitely thank you for that one. Yeah, well, man, it's been great because, you know, I've, I've watched your come up truly, right? Like like you said, mm -hmm. like you came out, you were you definitely like had an idea that you kind of wanted to, you know, get into content. But I remember when you kind of announced you were doing it full time, um, you know, and I think you found some really good opportunities. You know, obviously the I think the partnership with League Gaming, you know, opened up a lot of doors and shout out mm -hmm. Tristan over there because, you know, he's one of the OGs who kind of runs a lot of the stuff behind the scenes in the Chell community. And I know, you know, Cam was heavily involved with that. And I think that helped a lot. But, you know, awesome to see because... When you when I look at like an esport like NHL, you know it just wasn't that big, right? And you've kind of like there's only so much room for people who can do it like for a living, I would say, right? Like I don't want to say it's not like a zero sum game because I never think that you know any of this stuff is. But mm -hmm. you got kind of Nasher kind of consuming a lot of the like the brand attention and kind of getting the, yep. like the NHL level deals opening up for him. And then it's like there just isn't that much else that you can really you know eat off uh, in such a small kind of esport. But you found a way and you did it and you and you open those doors and you know you I think you got diversified and got into like other games and off seasons and stuff like that and you know by all uh by all accounts killing it now so you know it's awesome i I, uh, I appreciate that thank you for pumping the tires <laughs> but uh yeah i think i i went in at such a unique time in my life like i was older like i had uh i i was 29 when i was uh when i decided to go full-time and at the time I, it was probably too early but my wife gave me like the okay to go and try it for two years uh, and thank God wife. that, oh, wow. yep, yeah, thank God that I was able to do that. Um, uh, because it turned out better than anything I would have ever imagined. I, I, there's, there's times where, uh, you know, it's not always fun, 
but because uh, it is a job and it is a career and things that you've got to do. There's times where I don't feel like streaming and you've got to show up. Um, but I think that like, man, yeah. that's, I, I was not, I was not fulfilling my passion. I liked my job that I was doing before I had an office job, but it was just like, this was, this was going to be it for the rest of my life. Essentially. I'd already gone to school and all of that. And this is really what it's going to be. So um, I will say this was like NHL. I think that there was no one really that was like a full-time creator um, right. other than Nasher essentially. But he was so high and above that there's a huge gap. And when someone paves the way and does does something and gets into a space, it doesn't just mean that's it for the rest. Like, you know, eventually if he decides to move on, there needs to be that second person. So I was trying to find a new The NHL Committee on Twitch and YouTube. It wasn't going to be enough to just do those. Like, I had to do more stuff. So I saw, I remember watching the Gaming World Championship, the NHL's first big marquee event 2018, kind of came out of nowhere. And after I saw it, I watched the finals, and I was like, I got to be involved in this somehow. Some way, I have no idea how. I had, like, 3,000 YouTube subs at the time. I was averaging, like, 10 viewers a stream, but I was like, I got to figure out a way here. The Leafs Gaming League, that first one at, like, Real Sports. You remember that? I I, oh, yeah. I think you were on that first season. Yeah, because I don't know if I sure, met yeah, you. Yeah, Leafs Gaming Day. That, at that first one, that very first one, because it was so busy, it was it was packed. Yeah, oh, we, was it was like, a huge event. We had Phase Clan there. We had yeah, like, we had our own five K tournament. We had the whole Leafs mm-hmm. team there shooting a video series. Like that actually was like too much. We took on like three different things in one event, mm-hmm. in one venue. It was crazy, man. Like it was the same day as that the Toronto Marathon, and 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 we were trending higher on Twitter than the Toronto Marathon was. Like was that's it, it was not. Damn, and I was <laughs> I was a guest of of someone that was competing, and he was the only one in the community that I knew. But I was like, I need to get in. I need to be invited because I didn't even compete in that. Wow, one. you were that on the outskirts at that point. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, like, like jun- junior wow. pens. Like Dave, Dave gave me my first. He we we had talked because he messaged me after he finished second in the world. He goes, Hey man, I just want to let you know, uh, I use your strategy from your videos and i got second at gwc and i remember being like like i was like, w I mans what a shout out yeah. i love that <laughs> i was like Humble. i had three i had three thousand subs at the time i was like oh my god okay sweet so we became friends and then he qualified for that and he drove up from pittsburgh and i was just his guest and then i met everyone there all the all the uh, i remember i met meeting bones and bones was still really high in the in the community because he was still i think it was at the tail end of him making content full time mm-hmm. or like a majority of it and then Shout yeah i just I, yeah i just made sure that i was at every single event possible and i remember the second year of leafs gaming because <laughs> i i was again a guest at the final for season one i was in the box at the game but i didn't know anyone and i i remember i just had my, my thought process was like as long as i'm there and there's a picture of me being there if i can do that at every <laughs> event people will start being like you know this guy's at every esports event right like that was my <laughs> thought really? process yeah so uh the second year um i had to, i knew i i knew i had to be at the event and i was still okay at the game like i'm still pretty good i play it full time I, I can't compete anymore that's why i'm casting but <laughs> um i i qualified i because uh shane i i think i messaged you and i wasn't a part of the broadcast because you had uh tdi and bones and I was yep. hurt by that. I was like, I got to get in. I got to find a way to get, I got to be there. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you said no guests because you were guys were, it was a ladder. So there were so many people already there. So right. I was like, I just got to qualify. So I literally grinded to qualify to make it there so I could get in there. I had no interest. I didn't care at all if I did well. Like I was like, I just got to get there. I talked to you at every single one. I made sure I was always around like the documentary crew that you had who are amazing, by the way. 
and I'm pretty sure they do stuff for the Raptors 2K because I saw yeah, they, they do the North camera... they do North Code in a lot of the stuff that yeah so good yeah. like they, they were they were yeah. phenomenal and um, yeah so I, I was there and then I yeah you said the same thing about that but the the I uh, got to put a shirt on so I was like okay that's enough of that so <laughs> I showed up in the next one same thing and then um, yeah I think there was a there was an issue where the 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 your um, the internet was an issue or something I don't remember the facility the power outage I think it was like province wide yep. and you had to do it online and right oh i forgot yeah about and yep. one of the casters like couldn't make it so you asked me to fill in for him with bones and like that was like my first one of my first ever events i just went and did that like that's how i just kept putting myself around so that if someone couldn't happen and it's happened in pretty much every instance as i've gotten further and further in my career in terms of esports and casting so it's uh just step by it's step really man. i love that story yeah. let's step by step yep. like, i tell people that all the time it's like you know you got to know like the general direction you want to go or have mm -hmm. some lofty goal that you're so far from mm -hmm. that you just you don't know how to get there but take the first step and then take the next yep. step and then take the next step and i felt like that's what you were doing it's like you know and, and i think like perseverance is like the most important thing if you do it long enough you survive long enough you're always out there putting a good foot forward you know being proactive being productive your network will expand like you said people will see you there you know it's the same thing with johnny shout out johnny behind the scenes producing he works full-time now on mlse esports and he was the same thing you know and like even even like longer before we brought him into the program he was just every time i showed up at the studio and i would be there hours before everyone johnny would be there waiting you know, it's like the, the, the thing started at noon. Johnny's there at eight in the yep. morning, like sitting in the cold, waiting outside the studio. And I was like, OK, <laughs> this guy's committed. And then, you know, gave him some opportunities. And then the big season was when we had you, Nasher, Johnny and Bones mm -hmm. all be the GMs. And I feel like that's when we really integrated you all into Leafs Gaming League. And that was our best season, in my opinion. I 100%. And it's still one of the most unique events ever, ever done from like a, just like a content standpoint. Um, it was so good. Like I loved that. Uh, John, it's so funny. Cause I, I met Johnny early on just in the NHL community and we were just competing to be, cause we were both doing the same thing. Like we weren't, uh, I don't think our goals were the same, <laughs> but we were both like, we have to be involved in NHL esports, and we had no idea how. So I remember refreshing team websites to find out when they were going to announce like a tournament and Johnny, like out of a holster, his phone would go off and like, he would get out five tweets that would have all the information like five <laughs> seconds after and I was still working. So like, I'd be so mad. I'd be taking my lunch to try and like come up with a tweet. And I was, Johnny was always the master at it. And, uh, it ended up like his his like desire and like what he was trying to do was be involved in the admin side. And once I realized that like I just want to be like you know content wise, now I mean like I'm here all because of Johnny. Like it's all those kind of relationships. I remember there was a great story like one of the first event I got asked just to help with. I wasn't even casting. Um, but it ended up being one of the most like influential events probably in my career. Um a company was trying to do something for the Red Wings and uh, me and Johnny got invited to just make sure the stream went well. Like we weren't in charge of anything. Um, we weren't casting and I met Arda there, Arda Ocal, okay. um, yeah. who was Shut probably up, yeah. the, yeah, probably one of the biggest people in terms of just opportunity. He, he was so selfless in terms of opportunities. I met him there and Dirk was the other caster. So I met Dirk I there. Dirk. He was doing an I'm NHL event. Like, yeah, like it was wild. So I've known Dirk ever, ever since 20, I think it might have been 2018, winter of 2018 or 2019. I don't remember which one, but man. So on the way home though, we drove the this Detroit. The Blizzard and, story. I was told to ask I, about yeah. the Blizzard story. Okay, yeah, I picked story. I picked up Johnny in, in Windsor and or in, in Waterloo and had to drive on the way back, man. It was I have never seen that much snow in my life. We like he, Johnny was in the back seat in between me and TDI, and he was basically showing me the GPS of where I was supposed to like, just kind of like the highway would just kind of curve, and I was just like following the GPS mark because we couldn't see. It was it was wild, but like. 
those are the kind of stories like I, you know, at the time, like, like I said, me and Johnny were like competing just to be involved. And you don't know, we, we never were, um, there was never any animosity though. It was always like, okay, like respect. And then like, we ended up finding a way to work together. Like, and now, you know, like Amazing. he's one of my closest friends in the community now. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm so happy when he got the job, uh, you know, working for the Raptors for the Raptors 2k team. And, um, he he blessed me with an opportunity to do the pregame for it. And it introduced me to the 2k league, which I've, uh, loved so far. So. I mean, that's honestly, that's an amazing story. Like, it's <laughs> interesting you, you, what you said, like, about, like, the having the opportunity to kind of pursue what you want to do, because I was kind of like that as well. Um, I did I did it at a little bit of a younger age. And I didn't have a wife. So mm -hmm. I can only imagine the pressure for you uh, was a little more, more mounting as, uh, mm -hmm. as the time ticked on. Did you have, like, what was, like, the fallback in case everything didn't work out for you? Oh man, it's funny because like my 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 old man, he's uh he is the operations manager for uh, Niagara Transit. He's basically the uh, he runs all the buses and, and transportation in in the Niagara region. And I knew that if something didn't work out, I'd go be a bus driver. And you know, it's a good good career. I'm not gonna lie, it's very good. Right. But I I didn't want to do that. And uh, you know, I think I think I get it from my mom. Like she's very creative and I always like I she's she's a pretty big dreamer, right? My dad is more of like the you, know, you work 50 hours a week, you got to do what you got to do. And I've, I think I've combined those things. I was blessed for my parents in, in those aspects. And, um, you know, I, I had a vision that I remember watching Twitch for the first time, like in 2015, and just being like, this is so much fun. Like, I feel like I could do this. And I had no idea how I was going to get it done. But I like the NHL video game and just kind of started from there. But in terms of like a fallback, I really didn't think of it like that. Like I knew my first year, it was like, I need to make enough money a month where I don't cost my wife anything. Cause I, I you, you touched on that. Like you, yeah. as you get older, the responsibilities add up. Like if I had, if I, you know, if we, we haven't, we, have, we don't have a kid yet. And, and if we had a kid, like that means you got to make more money on your side hustle before you can go in because you have a responsibility first. It's not fair to them to go after your dreams without, you know, making sure that their life is, you know, impacted negatively because it's not, that's not really fair. And it, you know, it's, I was at a point where my wife was like, just try like we'll give it two years if it doesn't work in two years we've lost two years and you know i'm 30 and you know i got the rest of my life ahead of me and that was kind of the the aspect of it 2020 was was a nerve-wracking it was the first couple of months it was like man i think i had 10,000 youtube subs and twitch was not where it was at all for me and then uh i think nhl 20 hit and i went full i released 600 youtube videos i streamed you know oh i was God. i was streaming i was streaming like eight hours a day and i took every event that i possibly could there was a point i i was talking about this in december i think of 2020 or 2019 going into 2020 where it was like monday tuesday i had an event for the sharks on thursday i had something for the lightning capitals on the on the on the thursday and the blue jackets on the friday and saturday was my only day where i didn't have anything and that was on top of me releasing youtube videos and streaming at least four to five hours every day and i remember being like i don't know if this like this is not possible to keep going and like that evolves <laughs> and then you you learn that you know once you've gotten your opportunities and delivered on them you can kind of you know take the bigger ones you know and, yeah. and that's that was a that's kind of the thing that's i've had the hardest part with it in my career because there's no there's no roadmap like if nasher is the biggest in the nhl community um and, and there's lots of guys that have insane followings in the 2k community like you don't you don't be you don't go into being like i'm gonna be like them 
because a it's not really realistic in the beginning um but you've got to you know there's no roadmap to how how you're supposed to do it in in social media and in gaming and content creation there's no real roadmap for it so i was just like if i just keep working constantly something and my opportunities kept coming and that was it i just wanted the opportunities i was confident enough that if i got you know a, a gig or 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 the the option to be in front of a big audience for for something that i would i was confident enough i would do well enough and it was just getting the opportunities are tough. Those are those are the hard part. But once you know they get those, comp- the, yeah, there's a there's a sense to know like you've got a, the Leafs game league is a perfect example. Like Shane was probably the scariest guy to work for because he's he demands like he demands like uh, like I don't want to say perfection, but he very very serious. And that's why all the content that you're involved with, man, that I've I've seen has been so good because you you have this like sense of professionalism and you need you you, you things need to go right which is huge. And, um, you know, getting, so I remember being terrified for the Leafs game. Like, I remember, but getting that opportunity, I was like, no, I know it'll be good. And, uh, it went really well. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and meeting you after behind the scenes, it's not like that, right? Like I know, I know you're like, and, and like I said, you have a lot of insights in the industry and meeting people like you has been like the biggest thing for me in terms of growing my career. Because again, we've only had like in person, like maybe a couple interactions, but some of those are like, like I said, I show up to an event in this full suit every single time. <laughs> my my gimmick may be no sleeves gaming, but there I do not wear I do not wear the cutoff shirts anymore. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love running into guys like you, you know, uh, people who are kind of taking the industry seriously at events like that, because I can talk shop all day, you know, like small chats mm-hmm. to kind yeah. of tough for me in, in some social Same. situations, you know, like, I feel like there's a there's those like memes that go around where you see like extroverts, they go to social situations, they gain energy, yeah. like, even though, yeah. you know, most people who know me through things like this and whatnot would think I'm extroverted. I feel mm-hmm. the opposite when I go to like a party and I have to make like real small chat with people who I don't know much about or have anything in common with. I, I it just drains me. It's tough. Same. But I get you know yeah, I get be. to a table with you, Bones and Johnny. You know, real sports before the Leaf game, and I probably sucked all the air out of the room. Like I could just talk mm-hmm. all day because you know, for whatever it is, I think you know guys like us just you know, t- love what we do and. And, and, you know, I heard a lot of consistency there with things that like the A&P guys say whenever they're asked, like, what do you say to like the content creators coming up? It's like, you got to love it. You got to be obsessed with the process. You can't be like so laser focused on like being big. You have to be like, oh, I got one more view. That's awesome. You know, that's progress. That's growth. You have to be like looking at the little milestones and you look back and it's like, it feels so slow when you're going through it. But once you've done that cycle a few times, and that's what I'm telling like, you know, the guys at AMP right now, like we're growing every month. But like when we look back in one year, it's like to think where we were a year ago. And then you add like another year on that, like it feels so like, um, what's like, like, it's just marginal every day, but then in aggregate, it adds up so fast, you know? And, and like you said, like you, you can't do it at the pace that you have to do it in the beginning forever. But if you do that, if you, if you buy in, if you, you know, bite down and do it, you won't have to do it forever. It's like a couple of years. Right. And you'll really know within the first couple of years, whether it's going to go or not. And so at that point, it's like, either you're off into a position where you don't need to do that anymore. And now you've essentially accomplished your, your goal or you've realized it's not going to work and then it's on to the next. And it's like, man, as long as yep. you have a plan B, as long as you're hardworking, as long as you've got a, you know, something you can go and do and you know, you're not going to end up on the street, then like, what do you have to lose? Right? Exactly. You, you drilled it with the process. I tell people this all the time. Like if you don't love the process of editing and, you know, coming up with funny clips, like organically, like you are not going to enjoy it. It's funny. Cause people that want to be content creators, a lot of kids, it's, it, and honestly, that's what the yeah, industry yeah. is. Cause they, you know, it's a lot of video games, right? They, mm-hmm. they see that and they're like, I want to do that. It's like, that's like when I was in the nineties being wanting to be like, Hey, I want to be a rock star, but I hate guitar. <laughs> like if you don't, right. if, like you, 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 right. you're a dreamer. <laughs> like you, you have a dream to be it. Right. But if you don't enjoy the process, you're never going to get there. You're just going to fight it every day. And it's going to feel like, 
what a lot of people when they go to a job because they need a job, right? Like that's the, that's the downfall. It's yep. like you you know you have yep. to get the means. Uh, also, boys, I apologize, but I I won. I got, I got my Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, so here's the bro. so here's the real plug. What? Here's the real plug. We normally talk for like 45 minutes and then I pretend like my food arrived. My stuff's usually there, and my fiance's got brought it in the house by the time I do that whole thing. So so what Cam is revealing here today is the fact that Uber Eats is actually way faster than what we normally <laughs> into when we go ready. 45 minutes because it's been like 25 minutes and uh, yep. his food's already there. So that's nope, awesome. Absolutely. Well, no, no but, but Cam, I, to, t to tie back, to tie what you were yeah. saying to the 2K league, that's what, there's so many personalities. And we were talking about this earlier, yeah. so many personalities in the 2K league. And, and again, I've had this rant before where I feel like they're, you know, coming out of the early era of console gaming. I feel like the pros today in the console space are just a little bit more personality sometimes on the toxic mm -hmm. side of things whereas pc gamers a little bit more reserved i would just say generally mm -hmm. if i were to cast you know blanket statements and um and i see so many of these guys in the 2k league and like i won't name names but like you know one player in particular i can think of i'm like dude make content make content he's like i know i just i need an editor i need this i need that i'm like yeah. dude, no you don't no you don't like what we're talking about is super simple the, the the come up requires the simplest content at the end of the day like when you hit a certain level you'll require a certain production value but to begin with the content can be super simple just jump cut editing and it's all about you it's all about your entertainment value but if you have to pay someone every time you make an edit you're not going to create enough content before you make enough money to justify paying that much money you know what i mean it's, like, tough. it's just not it's, gonna work it's, it's tough because like i feel like a lot of people struggle with like especially the i feel like this is more with creative people where they get stuck in the whiteboard phase and you're literally right. just planning, planning, <laughs> planning, but never like execute. And I was like that. Yep. I've, I've always been like that. I love like planning and be like, everything's got to be perfect. But like literally never everything's yep. going to be perfect. Uh, that's just yep. life. So I remember my first year, it was like, okay. Um, yeah, I was, in, I had just got engaged and I was like, I, I want to give streaming a shot. And I had tried streaming a video game called Destiny. I loved it. And that was how I found stream Twitch was two creators at the top of the Destiny directory that I, I loved watching and I've now gotten to meet and work with, which is hilarious because it just doesn't... The, Full circle, the, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. But um, I, I tried that in the summer of, I think, 2016. And then 2017, January 1st, I was like, okay, I'm going to make it my hobby. I'm going to turn it into a real hobby here. So I just, I, I did all the research I could. And it was like, you got to make YouTube content to drive to Twitch, which just seems so, because one of the worst things I see in the content creation space is like, God, these guys that'll just stream for 12 hours a day to five viewers. And I, I, I right. respect the grind, but it is just net. You are never going to break out what you're, what you're basically hoping for is you're, you're on so much that you're waiting for a host from Ninja or something exactly. like along those lines. And like, that's a miracle. I think that, you know, obviously streaming more, you create your own luck by, you know, increasing your luck of something big happening. But you need, if I like, if I were to give like a percentage, man, I'm like 50% of my time's on YouTube, 30% of my time is on TikTok, 20% of my time is on Twitch. And that's right. with the end goal of being a full-time variety Twitch streamer, which I think is like the holy grail of like waking yep. up, playing whatever game you want, and being yeah, just having an audience that, like, that just likes that, you. Yeah, yeah. That is the yeah. that's the rock star level of of content yeah. creation right now. I think right. and it, to get there, I was like, so my first year, I made one video every single Sunday because I had to work a full time job. I I just got engaged. I streamed Monday to Friday, three hours before I went to work. And my gimmick that I wow, showed three hours before work, crazy. Uh, this gets even worse. So I had I was really out of shape. Um, going into 2017 and I was like, I can't have this gimmick online if I'm out of shape. So I would wake up at five 30, go to the gym. 
you know, eat my breakfast at nine to 12, I would stream and then I would go to work from one to nine 30. And then I would come home and I would make sure I had my one video every night or every, every week on Sunday. And I just did that. And I was like, this is something I can sustain. I can, um, you know, it's tough obviously, but I feel like a yep. lot of people try to cram everything in. You have to work around the things that you can't change in your mm -hmm. life. Like if you have someone, you know, a family member you take care of or, or a wife or, or, or something like that, or husband, and you know, you know that you need to spend time with them, then that needs to come first. And then you need to plug in the other things around. As, as consistent as you can. So if you have a job where you're working 40 hours a week, that's fine. That's normal. Um, if you're going to start, make sure that you're like, don't, don't try and make a video every single day. That's not possible. So be like, right. okay, I can do it on this day. I have weekends off. I can make a video on this day and just stick to that. And that's the best. Stick to it is point. the key, right? Like yeah, not getting, consistency you know, is the most important. perseverance. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Man, it, what a it, clinic for Hopefully there are some <laughs> aspiring content creators who are listening to this episode right now. Cause man, that, you know, I think the insights I love are crazy. And I know me too. I know Phil has a, uh, Phil has an errand to get to, but I just want to pivot quickly. So, so like you said, Johnny called you, you're supposed to be a guest on the pregame yep. show. Uh, our host falls through. I remember being on those morning sinks with the guys talking about what are we going to do? Johnny's like, well, we could get you know, Cam to do it. I was like, perfect. He'll be able to handle this. No problem. Now you're the host of the pregame show. You're super integrated with Raptors Uprising. You've been like, we were just talking about before this, how, you know, because of your vested interest, you started watching the 2K league. It's super watchable. I think there's tons of entertainment value in the 2K league. I will never not say that because, you know, I'm not just a shill. I actually believe it. I loved watching the league when I was, when I was working there and I keep up with it to this day. You're playing 2K23 so far. Like, what's the mm -hmm. future for no sleeves and 2K? Is this a new game uh, for you? Are you going to be in on it? Pull up sleeves. I'll, pull up. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. Like, I've never been a huge basketball guy. I'm a big sports fan, but I just haven't had a huge vested interest in, in basketball. Um, I, I don't. I like. I, I. You know, the Raptors run. I was. I was glued to that. That was pretty incredible. But in of terms course. of the 2K league, like, it. It's funny because like we were talking about these opportunities and when you get them, you have to make sure that you, you know, you, you fulfill on them. And I remember being like, Johnny, I don't think I can do this because I don't have a big vested knowledge in the 2K league. I, I, I dabbled them a little bit because of um, I was involved with the with uh, the, the Capitals and, you know, their 2K team was at the, their height. Right. So mm -hmm. um, with WizDG, so I'd follow them a little bit. But outside of that, I really didn't know the ins and outs. And I was like. He was like, just do it. Just you're good. You'll be fine as a host. And I had just gotten off being on the Gaming World Championship on like Sportsnet and whatnot. So I knew that like I could host. And I really wanted to kind of expand my ability to host. And I felt I I remember sitting with my wife uh, that night, Johnny asked me, and I'm like, if I can host this and it, it turns out well, I, I can pretty much host anything because I don't really know much. Like, you know what I mean? Like now your variety, can, baby. Exactly. So <laughs> The yeah. first one, it, I, I was blessed because Fanta was the was the interview on the first one that we did, the first pregame show, and he interviewed me. He was so entertaining, a lot like what you said about the you know the the con a lot of the guys in the two K league are are very vested in content and things like that. He was so good and someone to talk to, and then talking to like Big Saint and Type, all those guys were made it so easy. And the one thing I think that might be overlooked in in 2k is when you watch the 2k broadcast dirk's so good like the, the broadcast is so good and if you are super into the 2k league like you are getting some insane information when you were watching that they are yep, so informed definitely. but as someone who's a casual game like i don't really understand like systems and things like that right so i found it fun and i think that something that you know, might be looked overlooked a little bit is if you're a casual fan of basketball and you're trying to, you know, get some more understanding, asking basic questions that you might not know that would just be assumed that every single viewer would know. 
I think it's something yeah. that might, you know, might be able to be hit on. And you know, I've, I've, I've taken the pregame show um, and the opportunities I've had with it. And, and a lot of it to ask those 2k players from, from the Raptors specifically, just like some things that like I I'm learning. So like, I, I, yeah. I love to interview them to get knowledge about like the basketball and the scene and like how they're competing and things like that. It's been really fun. And um, thank you to the Raptors of the rising for hooking me up with a copy of 2k 23, the, the city and, and, and like my career is unparalleled in sports games like uh, the the scope of it is just so impressive like i've got to say like it is the future of all sports games and they are so far ahead because i don't know how in a yearly cycle when you're making a game every year how one year you're going to be able to build that so they are so leaps and bounds ahead i've loved the game so far and again i think it's been fun as someone who isn't really knowledgeable of basketball because now going into this year's nba season as well I'm I'm like I'm super into the Raptors. Like I'm 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 really really excited uh, to watch them play. And then the 2K team itself, like Raptors Uprising, I'm really excited to see how their player retention works. Like I'm getting the full off season. I'm really excited to see how that works. Not just from like the 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 on in game performance, but how how it works behind the scenes because the 2K league is so impressive to me that you've got guys that you know, you fly out and they live in Toronto for for you know 6 months like that's that's wild to me because I'm in the NHL scene it's just not that so um I'm I'm really blessed to to, to kind of get a look behind the behind the scenes and and get to do things like this so I'm really excited for next year man so much insight in there there's like tons I would want to <laughs> unpack but uh, I have a feeling Phil's barbell's about to ring and uh, we're going to wrap <laughs> this thing up but no I mean I totally agree like I was not uh, basketball was definitely like my least of the of the big sports, my least favorite coming into my role with MLSE, yep. obviously getting to be, you know, in the organization for the championship run, like did, you know, did wonders for kind oh. of, you know, indoctrinating me, but I learned so much about the game of basketball from managing the 2K mm-hmm. league. And, and I yep. love basketball now. Like I, you, you know, I have no problem watching basketball on TV, regular season, mid, you know, mid of the week, doesn't matter what it is. I just, I love the game. So yep. yeah, we've had a similar experience in that sense. hundred percent agree. It's, it's interesting. I, I, um, I came in like, you know, I, I watched a lot of basketball. I've been a basketball fan for a while, but you know, when I was doing the 2K league, so I just kind of got more of an appreciation for it because a lot of yeah. these guys, like they, like for me, it's just like, okay, I just watch it. Cause I enjoy it. Like these guys, like it's their whole life. You know what I'm saying? The fact they're able to kind of you know, live that through the game itself. And that's why I understand how passionate and how seriously they take it. Like this, you know, it's not just something to do. It's not just a job. Like it's like legitimate life passion for these guys. And I'm sure it extends the same, you know, to NHL as well. But it's just like, it's interesting to just be that close to these guys who are actually competing at that level consistently and seeing how much it means to them. And it's even more of a payoff when you know somebody, you know what they've been through and you see them win a big one. It's really cool. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's what I try to ask. And when, when I was given a chance to interview some of the guys, like you, you see like everyone again, trying to have aspirations to get into the 2k league. Like the, they see that I just, they're being a professional gamer. Like they don't see the you know, day to day and like, you know, the stresses like this has got to be a, the, one of the most stressful periods. I can't imagine because you don't know if you're going to be oh, retained. Yeah. And then it's like, are you going to be drafted? Easily. Do you adapt to the new game? Or like, again, like I, I from, I, I think kind of like in that aspect, like business wise, and I'm just like, man, you know, like there's a lot of ups and downs because when the highs are high, you're you're flying like you are you're cruising. Yep. Things can't get better. You're a professional gamer making you know good money and you're succeeding. But it's like, man, the, the retention part and the drafts like that that can't be fun in in a, for a, for a lot of Dude, and it's people. so competitive, man. Like it is oh, such a competitive league, and like imagine. it's not random results. Like you know who the best teams are. Like no. it's really it's a it's a it's a good team. It's a good league uh, in esport for betting on because you know we're really mm-hmm. like the better team does often win, right? It, I I feel mm-hmm. like for you know sports games, how much there is RNG coded into it. Like it really doesn't feel like there's RNG in the 2K league. It feels super balanced, super competitive, and uh, for that 
that reason, man. Like, you know, I, I tweet this almost every year. It's like all anyone wanted all offseason was just to get drafted. It was just like, I just want to get drafted. Mm-hmm. That's my dream. I want to play in the 2K League. And like Vegas that survived. bubble bursts. That bubble <laughs> yeah. bursts in a week and reality yep. sets in. And like, oh, yeah. it is stressful. It is tough. There are social dynamics with your teammates. There's like life-changing things. You got to move to new and markets, experience wild. different foods, like all kinds of different stuff. Like there was a ton of change. It is, I think it's an amazing experience for a young person to go through from a growth for perspective. Sure. And We've talked about it on past episodes with guys like Type. You know, I think some of these guys come into the league and, you know, some, and it's a sink or swim thing. And some of them do sink, you know, but the mm-hmm. ones who swim, I think, just develop as human beings in ways that, you know, they, they probably would not have been exposed to had they not made the league. So, no, True. absolutely. Very well said. Um, oh, wait, you hear that? That's my doorbell. There it I'm, is. I'm, I'm terrible at selling this. Wow, that was bad. Uh, hopefully Shane finds his bags for the next episode because that was just terrible. Um, I got but it's you. been a great episode. It right? back. Yeah, we, we gotta let we gotta let Cam get to his before it gets too cold. <laughs> very true. Yeah, very Cam, true. it's always great hey, having a guest um, like you on, man. You just carry it for us. Seriously. So. Oh man, I, I appreciate see, like, it. Another perspective is is it means a lot to us because obviously we love talking to our 2K family, but uh, mm-hmm. somebody who's like you know, kind of like learning more about the space in general and interested to get into it. And then just hearing your backstory as well. Definitely a good, another look we like to have on the podcast. Appreciate sure. that guys. Appreciate yeah, that. There's a lot smarter guys yeah. at 2k than Phil and I, we can go and like learn about <laughs> the, the game, but I think on here it's all about telling stories and, and hopefully inspiring content yep. creators. Honestly, that seems to be a common theme for us. Like we're all kind of in the content creation space, me and Phil in particular. And, and uh, I think that, you know, that's definitely you know, what people are kind of interested in these days. So I think very insightful episode, Cam, hopefully people, you know, some of the, some hard workers out there hear what you just said and they lock in <laughs> and, you know, they're the future content creators. I, I hope so as well, my man. It's been a blast. Thank you guys for having me. Always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, appreciate it, man. And thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been another episode of the Raptors 2K Podcast brought to you by Uber Eats. Great episode. Um, Share it with your friends. Let everybody know, man. This is definitely an inspiring one for sure. Like, comment, subscribe, and we hope to see you on the next one.